0: welcome back to Orlando Out of Context I'm Brian and
1: I'm Stephanie
0: and we have Alex and Joey of Hungry Pants back with us how are you good. guys doing?
2: good, how are you doing?
0: we're doing pretty good we are uh, coming to everyone from quarantine so if you're listening to this post-quarantine We are in quarantine, the year 2020, when we were locked in for however long we're going to be locked in for. So
1: So the last time we spoke to you was, uh, you know, back in September, episode 49, you were telling us all about your business, all the great things that were to come, and we've been there and done that. So how did it go?
3: Good. We opened a business. (laughs) <laughs> All the good things came. All the good things came. It was really great. We opened it during a really actually tough time of year to open it, which is the holiday season and um, we, we feel really good
2: about it. Yeah, it was, um, we were open for when did we talk to you in September, you September. Said? Yeah, so we opened late October um, and then we were able to go all the way until mid-March, um, until the whole COVID hit. But um, no, for in, in that short time, it was really, I think it exceeded kind of what we expected. And so, you know, we found ourselves in the position of scaling up with staff, um, extending to a, um, a, you know, a seventh day and serving brunch. And, um, hold on one second. My dog.
0: I, think, I think too, like, you guys when we talked in September, you were like, This is our timeline and we're hoping the timeline goes and I the timeline like hit. You guys hit your timeline pretty much exactly to when you said that you wanted to open. Like it was pretty accurate from when you spoke to us and to the actual time that you guys opened. So things must have been went relatively smoothly. And then it was,
3: we have a we're having dog difficulties. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's quarantine.
1: <laughs> how many animals do you have? I see you're always posting pictures of animals, but I get yeah, like, two cats, two dogs. Oh, do they get along?
3: Um, sometimes. <laughs> 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 one dog and one cat don't get along uh, for some reason. But we're an all-boy house, all boys. Oh, oh okay. Um, I don't know how that, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so find- I, I was just saying like how... Um, how smoothly it seemed from my perspective from our perspective that you guys followed that timeline that you had told us originally and you guys were open and ready for business in that time frame
3: well i'm glad we make it look smooth <laughs> uh joe and i are really good at setting like goals and, and meeting them together it's like one of our strengths as a couple um but you know i think one of the one of the timelines that we did shift was when we launched brunch because we were initially going to launch brunch much earlier uh, we were trying to launch it in January and instead um, we ended up pushing that back until March
1: right but still you know running a business is really a daunting task and there's a lot of things that go into it but you guys make it look like so easy and like you're it seems like you're so successful everything's going great you know that's that's we great. Also
2: had a really good um, we had a really good crew with us so we you know Two of the people that worked for us from the beginning sort of were in our yum-yum universe. Um, One of them worked for us um, and the other we just knew um, during those days. And so I think that really helps when you have people that you can trust and depend on. For sure. Um, Because prior to the pandemic, um, especially in the restaurant world, business was really good. And so um, you found a lot of culinary people and, and servers, being able to be really choosy about where they work, because they can make really good money. And so it was hard to find it's hard to find people that you can depend on. Right. Um, and so from day one, we had a we've had a really good crew. And for you know you guys and for those of your listeners who've been to the restaurant several times, you've seen the same faces. And that really helps with a small business in the beginning because you know, the, the, the processes and the procedures that you're trying to establish, you can only do that if you have consistency in your staff. So that was really, I think, been a, a key element. Alex and I are definitely the face of the business, but you, we could not do it by ourselves. I have a stroke. <laughs> so one of,
0: speaking of, uh, you know, like, you know, working together as a team and getting things done is we've been enjoying watching your personal Instagrams and you guys have been
1: renovating the house a little bit. I'm shook it, okay? <laughs> I'm going to have to have you come over to my house because I have a whole bunch of projects. <laughs> ton, uh, shelves that need installed, things that need hanging. <laughs> I, I had no idea you were so skillful
3: with we, the tools.
1: Uh,
3: I, I have to tell you, when in moments when you don't feel like you have full control over what's going on, <laughs> sometimes it helps to just throw yourself into, like, a skilled project like that. That takes a lot of detail and time because it just, it, it keeps you distracted and focused on something that you do have control over.
0: Yeah. I think from my perspective too, it, it, now I understand more of like, okay, they actually did the restaurant themselves. Like they have the skills and they have the talent to Yeah,
3: to I do don't what know they a lot of people realize
2: it, but Alex, and we both did, but Alex truly has the skills in carpentry. Um, and he really built the entire restaurant. We did not hire other than plumbing and electrical and the guy that did the floors, we did everything. And so so Alex,
0: Alex, where did you learn that? Like, where did you get those talents? Uh,
3: my, my father is a talented carpenter. My grandfather, I mean, my Chilean side of the family, are, they're all very creative. Um, so, it, I don't know. just. I
1: love the little, little booth that you built in the kitchen. You well, should build one of those in the restaurant.
3: <laughs> we we uh, it's funny we we actually contemplated building in booths in the restaurant, but we wanted to have more flexible like yeah. floor plan. Um, but when we bought our home in College Park, it's a it's a his like a really kind of a historic. I'm gonna say 1940. That's when it was built. It's re, that's really not historic, but it's a 1940 cottage, and um, it ha- needed a lot of work. But it was work that we enjoyed doing, and that was one of our visions. So it's exciting to see it at least completed now.
0: Yeah, it looks good. So um, so we know that we're kind of in this place now where you guys have closed. So what made you decide, because I know you were holding on there for a while. You were kind of holding on and you had, uh, I think you... Doing some curbside. Yeah, you were doing curbside and takeout. And then I think you you stayed open and you keep kept the dining room open right up till the end. If I'm correct till when you close, I don't think you, you limited the dining room at all. Um,
2: yeah, we were, we actually, we did the last couple of days. We, we closed the dining room off. Um, and that's when we ultimately made the decision to close. So what made you, that was, so that's kind of my question is what made you decide to
0: close? Cause you know, we see other businesses that, um, you know, we're still doing takeout and still doing um, delivery and stuff. So what made you guys w-
3: you come know, to that decision?
2: Up, it, was a, um, it was a public safety concern. So, um, and I'm, I can't speak for every business owner, but we found ourselves in a position where the local authorities and elected officials were making, if you remember that week, it was really a, a really bizarre week. We were all sort of gripped to the television or to social media, waiting for the next announcement, whether or not certain things were gonna be canceled, postponed, work from home, stay at home orders. And so it was literally evolving around the clock. And each time they did an announcement and a press conference, there was a different set of rules for restaurants and a different set of rules for consumers and customers of restaurants. And those guidelines were fine, but it's operating under the premise that everybody is is really informed and paying attention. And that was not the case. Right. So we found ourselves in a situation where we were scrambling, trying to you know keep up with the latest guidelines, but then customers were coming in, you know, and you have the spectrum of people, you know, coming to the restaurant, people that are very concerned about the virus and being very precautious. And then you have people that think it's a conspiracy and are annoyed that they have to do all of these things to order food and so it was becoming a an issue public safety wise plus our staff felt uncomfortable we have somebody that is over 60 years old that felt uncomfortable coming to work um and so ultimately you know we made a decision we need to just take a step back before we can take a couple steps forward here and no no one during that week knew where this was going yeah i think i think during that week there was even
0: something like that the, the some kind of government official said one thing and then like six hours later they changed it back Buddy to God. something else
2: guy well, who, I, who i love as a as a leader he said in one in one day that bars i think of bars couldn't stay open but then they could but then they could there was some sort of switch and i mean it was and we have friends that own bars in orlando they were
3: horrified I, not to mention earlier that week before there was any sort of Official decision made in the state of Florida by our governor to, to close dining rooms. Our president had already been doing press conferences about everybody should stay out of restaurants. I mean, it immediately impacted our business. So we were staffed for regular business, you know, hours and, and volume, and making those making those statements public without having any sort of um, plan. official plan. Uh-huh. If, in place was actually very damaging um, in,
2: in so that because
3: you didn't know what you should be doing as a business.
2: So that's the other that was the other reason we closed was you have this public safety concern. And then on top of it all, how, how do you even run a, a business on that sort of, you know, daily news cycle? Um, you can't staff against that. You can't order food. I mean, you, you know, you guys have been to the restaurant. Everything is made from scratch. You can't prepare food and you can't purchase ingredients not knowing what the next day will bring. Restaurants are they, they build schedules and inventory based on patterns. You know, Monday lunch, you do this. Saturday dinner, you know, you do this. But on, to Alex's point, each announcement, whether it was from the president, the mayor, the governor, it was literally um, completely affecting our business on a daily basis. So, you know, in the restaurant, um people were scared people were more scared the first few weeks and I think they are now I think everyone is a little bit more oh we have people have masks they have gloves they they have toilet paper those first few weeks people were terrified and there was a sense of panic I mean we saw our business go down 60 70 percent which you know you is it's hard to even stay open
0: yeah I think the whole situation is kind of unprecedented because we never you know We never experienced anything like it. So for for me, I was like, well, I better buy groceries, right? Because we don't know if even the grocery stores, at one point we didn't know if the grocery stores were going to uh, be open. So it's this thing where we just, you know, there's a lot of unknown and there's a lot of unknown still.
3: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And we we did operate a week um, with Just To Go, um, and although we saw a significant increase in our to-go business, I mean, it still accounted for maybe 50% of the business that the restaurant was doing prior to. We were really happy with what we saw and it was a great community support and everything, but ultimately, you know, what really should lead to your decision is, is public safety.
1: Right. And,
3: and at that moment, it made sense for us to close and kind of protect all ourselves, our employees, our customers.
0: So one of the things, on a happy note, that you guys were doing to uh, stimulate business uh, at the restaurant was you brought uh, cupcakes into the picture.
1: We were really excited about this.
0: (laughs) So um, talk a little bit about how that went. How was it to, you know, put the baking uh, cap back on, Alex, and uh, bake cupcakes?
3: Um, I think that it was actually a lot of fun for us to offer because it was just like a really nice, positive um, experience for everyone, right? Like a, a ton of customers came from, from back in the day to come get the cupcakes. It was fun for us to bake them. Um, you know, uh, that was all positive. Um, and, and it was something that we wanted to kind of play with, with, through Hungry Pants at some point. Um, and it just seemed to be the right time.
2: Yeah, a lot of people said, oh, like you gotta do the cupcakes, but um, they're two completely different business models and two different journeys, food journeys. So <laughs> it, was, um, it was, it never really made sense to put them on the menu. Plus that was, you know, it's like going back with an old boyfriend. Like, you know, you, you broke up, you're done. Yeah. But um, There's
1: always something sweet about it at times. Right, right, yeah, yeah, right. The you remember the sweet
3: Zach, this wasn't so bad. <laughs> so,
1: do you have the facilities to bake there uh, in the restaurant?
3: We do. We have. Oh, that's the, awesome. Yeah, we do. We have the facilities to bake there. We don't have all of the, um, we didn't have all the ingredients necessarily and all of the um,
2: equipment that makes it easier. To bake it? Um. When we had yum yum, we were baking in large bat I mean we were we were baking from scratch but in large batches. You know, we were doing, you know, thousands of dozens of cupcakes a week. So we had mixers and ovens and and equipment to handle that volume. So, you know, we literally have, you know an eight quart mixer instead yeah. of a thirty quart mixer. Which for most people <laughs> is a large mixer, but when you're baking, you know, we yeah. it sold. sold like a thousand cupcakes that week. Yeah.
0: Wow. Really a thousand cupcakes.
2: Yeah.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, when I was there, cause I was there that week and, uh, Rosie, um, from Rosie Roman Orlando came, we went together and we, I think we were kind of impressed with how it was busy that night, the night that we were there, like people were coming in and out. And so obviously probably not, definitely not as busy, right. As normal.
2: But I mean, it was nice to see that people were, people were coming out. Yeah, that's ultimately why we've made the decision to reopen on May 1st Um, just because we know that there's a business there. We have since adapted, you know, our staffing model, our business model to serve that level of clientele. So we have a takeout window that we're setting up. We are staffing accordingly. We're purchasing food and preparing menu items accordingly. So there's not going to be waste. We're not overpaying people to be there and so we're in a much better position now but it, you know you have to take a step back and really be a business person and not just you know a cook or yeah. a caterer you have to really think strategically and say how are we going to get through this um, you know cuz we're not necessarily getting any help from outside
0: <laughs> and something that Stephanie and I noticed was uh, I think you've you've like uh, the window that you're going to be using you've painted kind of around that and you've made it really kind of like eye popping and appealing
3: we uh we when we found that location for Hungry Pants, that window was like one of the things that we're like, oh, down the line we'll make this like a really cool takeout window. Oh really? We, so
0: you had already thought about it?
3: Yeah, we were like, oh, it could be a dessert window. We could do a hundred things with it, you know.
1: Yeah, it um, was there for a reason. It was yes, there right? for
2: a reason. <laughs> I'm kind of fun that we get to use it. I'm, I'm excited. Actually, it's funny. You know, we we've always we always planned and if, about a couple months prior. The cold COVID thing, we had launched third party delivery apps. And so the idea was that that could be a takeout window, but it could also be a space for the third party delivery um, drivers to pick up the food so they don't have to come to the restaurant and kind of get in the way with all the people in line. Um, And so this kind of just forced us to get it together. That's the other thing. We also, we already offered online ordering. Um, We, you know, we invested in that technology when we opened. And so we have a lot of the Backend stuff already figured out. We already have the relationships with the third-party delivery apps, um, and so we're we're really poised, I think, to recover from this. Um, you know, you just need that that little that little push from the community to come out and support, and I think we're good.
1: So you released a little like sneak peek of you know what's maybe to come on May first. What are what are some of the items that we're looking at here? I see um, cupcakes on the list for sure.
2: Yeah, so the cupcakes will be back temporarily. I don't think Alex uh <laughs> them permanently. I don't wanna I don't wanna get stuck being a cupcake baker
3: full time.
0: Well I think that you can make them special. So you know you do them for a while and then you make them special even if it's like quarterly, you make them special or something.
1: Right? Yeah,
2: or you know, how do you how do you take those recipes and those flavor profiles and put them in a in a in a way that's a little bit more modern and now, you know, so figuring out how to do that um, after all this. But for now, the cupcakes work. They're a great add-on, to to a meal, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, we've changed the cupcakes a little bit, too. Um, because our menu is a plant-based quite a bit, so half the cupcake flavors will be vegan as well. So we've just modified uh, the recipes from Yum Yum to make them, uh, half of them, at least plant-based. So and we're gonna le-
3: lean a little heavier into those recipes rather than yeah do all of our classic flavors.
2: I think that's a great idea and to stay
0: on brand for hungry pants.
2: We also have a new um soup that Alex created during quarantine. First of all, I just I, this sounds I know it's how it sounds like Alex is like making me cupcakes, he's making me soup, he's building in cop-
1: closets.
2: I I I feel like such a diva. <laughs> I just want to say that I I change the cat litter I take out the trash <laughs>
3: and, and you're very good at all those things. I, yeah,
2: I I carry my weight in this house.
3: So. Well, just let know. he sits on the bench. I, yeah, he put all the clothes away after the closet. Yeah, Aww. I activate what he does. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, I eat the food. You know, so I have to do it. Yeah.
0: Uh,
3: no,
1: so you want he a he taste knows. tester.
2: Yes, yes. You know, that, <laughs> so what kind of
1: soup are we talking about here? It's a
2: summer white bean soup. Um, it's really, really good. It's a really light broth. Um, it's got fresh ginger. Oh, my gosh, Fresh lemon ginger juice. lemon juice. Some mirin, which is like
3: a, a, a wine, like a, like Asian a wine. an Asian wine. Um, so it
2: just got, it has a, a really
3: nice subtle flavor. It's a great summer soup.
2: And these giant white beans, they're huge. And they're really hard to find, but they're beautiful. So with uh, the so with the
0: soup, is that something that you have to make every day, or is that something that keeps? How does that how does soup work? Well, soup soup. First of all, soup you can make
3: soup and it'll it'll keep a couple days. So like, you batch things at the restaurant based on volume and stuff like that. I think for to go, we'll we'll probably keep it like really small batches
2: of soup, and it'll yeah, everything's fresh. So I don't know if you ever had the the butternut squash soup was very popular, it's and so it good. would sell out of it. Yeah quite a bit and you can only make so much you know and so we would um, i'd make like two services of soup and we'd go through it in
3: one service you know just because it was popular that you know lunch so people
2: people. might be upset about the butternut squash soup but the white bean soup is taste tested and approved (laughs) um, by the resident diva here Uh, (laughs) we also have a new soda and so if you've been to hungry pants you know that we make all of our sodas from scratch and so they're not fountain sodas, but they're a little funky and different. But this one is a hibiscus lemonade cooler. Um, so it's made with real hibiscus flour, fresh lemon juice. It's really, really refreshing. So it's sort of like leaning into that summer flavor profile. And Where- may I add, that was a Joey
3: conicella creation. <laughs> oh, that <was> very good. <laughs> with that. That's why it was so prominently displayed on on I social order. <laughs>
2: I ordered the hibiscus flower from Amazon myself. Yeah, yeah he so. did. He did it all. So
0: how does the how does the hibiscus flower come to you?
2: Via Amazon.
0: No, I mean like, uh, is it okay. dried? Is it yeah, it dried?
2: It's very much how the lavender's made. So the lavender soda that we have, it's lavender flower that they're just dried, and then you boil it down into a syrup. I'm so are you
0: it. are you adding this soda to the collection, or are you replacing a soda? This is a permanent addition.
2: Okay. Oh,
0: because lavender is my favorite so well I'm sure this okay. would be great but lavender is my so I don't want
2: lavender to go no no those are we're gonna we're expanding okay good <laughs> <laughs> the sodas are pretty popular and that, that's something else I think we've learned from this is that you know and we you saw a lot of restaurants doing this quickly um, and that is how do you sell your product to people that don't want to order food from a restaurant and so you saw a lot of folks packaging their sauces and their dressings their sodas or cocktails, mainly cocktails. And so, I think what has come out of one of the things that has come out of this is, I think we need to make sure we have our product available even in times of crisis. So, you know, something like bottle—can we bottle our sodas um, right. and sell those in a six-pack? Can we bottle our dressings and and sell those? Um, you know, and, and put together a wholesale distribution model. So, you know, if the restaurant's closed due to a crisis or a hurricane, you could still go to Publix and get your favorite hungry
0: pan, a uh, restaurant that I follow in Atlanta, they store Fresco. They, um, it's an Italian restaurant and they um, had on their Instagram that they're actually like um, sending frozen meals out like across the country. Like they're shipping.
1: Wow, that's a big deal. Like they're
0: shipping their meals out. You know, Uh I'm sure it comes from compensating for the, you know, the lack of traffic into the restaurant.
3: You definitely have to look at a scenario like the last six weeks, eight weeks that we've all kind of been living through and you should come out of it with at least a couple really strong lessons, Uh, whether it's in life or it's, you know, I learned that I need to do you know, keep myself busy throughout the day. Otherwise I'll, I'll go stir crazy, you know, but, or, or it's in business. Oh, let's think about, um, other ways that we can activate our product, um, in, in times when the restaurant is not available as a distribution model.
2: Right. You know, our, the, I think some of the, one of the frustrating points for Alex and I was that we we were so new that we really were not in a position to be hit with the pandemic. Right. And not, not that anybody ever is, but, we, you know, as a new business, you, you leverage everything you have to open sure. and then, and you don't turn a profit for some time, especially restaurants. And so, you know, a lot of these restaurants that have been open for several years, I think, have at least been able to have some sort of cash to, you know, put out a bottle of beverage or a bottle of dressing. We really did not even, we weren't really in a position to do any of that. And so, But, you know, we were able to take that time off and and work towards, you know, some new, exciting things. So we feel good about where we are, but it was frustrating in the beginning. Um, And unlike Alex, I'm not always productive. Sometimes I'm laying in bed feeling my feels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm sure, like, on a side note, I mean, you guys have been working your asses off for months now, so I bet it feels good to, like, have a little bit of time to breathe, even though you feel all this pressure on your shoulders. You know, it is good to, like, you know, just relax. Yeah,
3: yeah there, there's definitely, we, we rediscovered our house, which is really nice because we haven't been- We live here. Oh, oh, what a nice little house we have you know? here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it, you know, our backyard, you know, just things that we've worked really hard on and for. And um, it has been nice to, even our neighborhood, walking, walking around the lakes and doing, you know, it's,
2: it's beautiful. But um, some, one of my, our neighbors said to us, we were walking the dog. She was like, oh, I thought y'all moved. And I was like, no, no, we did not move.
3: (laughs) No, we just opened a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, we moved to
0: hungry pants. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, right before you guys closed, you guys started brunch and I had the opportunity to um, come over and see what brunch was all about. And I was extremely impressed with your brunch menu. It's huge. I think it's huge. (laughs) <laughs> um, the shortbread um, biscuits are really good mm. the, um, the eggs the tofu tofu egg scramble is really good as well so um, talk a little bit about brunch because you know last time we talked to you on episode 49 brunch was in a, a distant distant future so talk a little bit about brunch for those who haven't been uh, we know that it's not gonna start back up right away. But, but when we do, when brunch we do. game
1: is gonna be strong, I'm sure.
0: <laughs>
3: like
1: Orlando is gonna show up for brunch.
0: Town.
3: We're gonna get restaurant. all
1: dressed up, we're gonna be ordering the mimosas and the drinks and yeah. all the things, I guarantee it.
2: I, I think you are 100% accurate on that. <laughs> Overall, our first
3: brunch weekend, so we we did these brunch events, like which were really nice and controlled, which are awesome. Our first brunch weekend was it was was so well received, and overall, it went really, really well. We did run out. We ran out of eggs, which is like a cardinal sin on on our second day of brunch. <laughs> but um,
0: well, you know what, Alex, your portion on the eggs was kind of um, a large portion, so maybe you need to. Oh, well, there
2: you go. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, good I, to know. Yeah, I think I think the brunch portions in general were. Um, they were large. And so, you know, that's one of those things where you have to look at and say, are people finishing the is it too much food? Is it not enough food?
3: Um, is but, there enough color on the plate? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that yeah, we were, you know, it's we we have a, a, a plate called Build Your Own Brunch and you can do, you know, you can make it as healthy as you want or as kind of like carby and greasy as you want. And so when people order the the full, you know, eggs, toast, sausage meal it looks very brown potatoes, yeah, potatoes. Oh, yeah that was my experience that's what
1: i'll be ordering when i get there the first time <laughs> it's very good if i wasn't able, able to make your brunch I, I can't really remember why but when yeah. i come i'll be ordering the list of carbs <laughs> I
0: mean, well, that's that's the thing i noticed because that's what i ordered and uh-huh. basically there can be color on the build your own brunch but i chose nothing with color because I wanted to taste the specific things.
2: Yeah, and the so taste things are the less
0: colorless <laughs> things. So, so I, you know, there was, but I don't, I don't know, it's a build your own thing. So.
1: You know what's beautiful though, that fruit plate? That fruit yeah. plate oh. had so
3: the good.
1: power, whoop. Uh, that <laughs> I love how like some of the fruits were cut in pretty shapes and yeah. like, there was one fruit on there that I've never seen before. It was oh, like okay. white with little black speckles.
3: Dragon fruit, dragon fruit. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny, We
2: you go out to eat and the fr- fruit plates can be such afterthoughts of melon and honeydew. And like, I don't know, they're just never exciting, but fruit is one of the most exciting food groups out there, especially here in Florida. And so we thought if we're gonna do a fruit plate, let's like do it hungry pants style. And that's when we decided to do things like dragon fruit and star fruit, which is cut kind of like the stars. Um, and even the seasoning, which is a pico fruta, You know, it's it just adds that little bit of texture and flavor that you don't typically find.
3: Yeah, I think one of the things you'll notice is that it's not berries, and it's not just overloaded with melon. There is watermelon, but otherwise, it's kind of it's 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 a tropical exotic fruit. You know,
2: Um, and so you know, it's funny that that weekend that we had we ran out of eggs on Sunday. We sent out one of our employees to Publix to go get eggs, and it was you know like. You remember kind of where you were when things happened. When she she came, and we were in such like a, a restaurant bubble, working really hard and long hours. She came back from Publix and she said they're out of eggs. And the guy said to me, "Don't you know there's a pandemic?" And it it made me realize that like, oh crap, like yeah. things are going down. And that's when you know that next day was Monday, and that's when that whole week changed everything. But that moment when she came back and said, they don't, they're they out of eggs. At, at first I was like,
1: you were like, oh shit. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, this is real. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> Flash to me yeah. like refunding like
3: oh, you know, God, three different people mess. because was, they, they couldn't get eggs. It was also like our first Sunday ever yeah. open. And uh, the, the good news is we are happy to be open on Sundays because it was, there was a lot of people out and about. Yeah. And um, you know, once things kind of get back to more normal buying patterns, you know,
2: I, we're, we'll be happy to be open on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so also, with the brunch menu, that's kind of where we've leaned into our baking past a little bit. And so, you know, like you said, the, the shortbread biscuits, we have the croissant, we have uh, banana bread, we have these miso chocolate chip cookies mm. made with a, a, a miso paste. And so, you know, we're again, we're doing baking and scratch baking, but it's also being done with a little bit of a twist. Yeah, the pan- um, miso
1: paste.
0: The, the pancakes are good too. What's miso paste? Miso paste. Miso Like
1: miso soup? Yeah. Like miso soup.
2: It's the paste oh, I you can't
1: imagine it. that in like a cookie. Like something sweet. Hashtag miso curious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's the update on the situations with the straw? Are we still straw curious or what's going on? We are. Well, we, so I, I actually took our conversation to
2: heart and we actually ended up going with a, we went with a biodegradable straw, but it's not mm. a paper straw. So it's that plastic, it's called P-A, P-L-A or P-A-O.
1: PLA.
2: And it's basically a, a biodegradable plastic that's made... Good. It's a good straw.
1: Good. I'm it's happy. Good
2: straw. Yeah. yeah, You
1: just don't want to ruin a nice, like, soda, crafted soda beverage with...
0: Right. right. Craft <laughs>
1: straw, you know? We know. Just thinking about you, that's all. But
0: I was going to say, the pancakes are really good, too.
3: Oh, yeah. So, that, we don't... That's a, actually this wonderful mix that that we were introduced to that has such fantastic flavor, but it's gluten-free. It's brown rice
2: flour it's made with.
3: I, I have tried to go through and make my own pancake mixes. and so It really is like just superior. So I'm like, all right, it's good. <laughs> they're, they're,
2: they're good. Um, we also had something else you really need to get in a mix because you go through so much of it. We, and we still ran out on on Sunday of the pancakes. Yeah. They were very popular, but they are. Also the key with pan- pancakes is use real maple syrup. I know it sounds like simplistic, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between the Aunt Jemima bought like that sort of syrup and oh. the pure maple syrup
3: and listen I'm someone that as a child like I loved like butter tasting Aunt Jemima syrup <laughs> but it's got so much corn syrup in it and it actually hurts your your tummy so if you do um <laughs> 100% maple syrup it's actually better for you
0: I'm down with the maple syrup <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it was,
0: everything I tasted for brunch was really good it's
3: good it was, oh I love that I know this-
0: it's a big menu it's a huge menu
2: yeah yeah, well, it's it's a proper brunch menu. Yeah, very proper. Well, no brunch, I, one of people. The home That's why we were scared to do it was because so many you, people have so many different preferences when it comes to brunch, you know. And so you, it, it's hard to do breakfast and not have a large menu just because there's there's so many different directions you can take it. But I think we set it on a good, you know, a good profile. You know what we didn't talk about though?
3: We have really great uh, brunch beverages. So we do like, um, we do this uh, Sake Bloody Mary. Um, and that is super, super good, made, made with rice wine. Um, and of course we do like a classic, um, uh, what's it called? Mimosa. Mimosa.
0: <laughs> we also do frosé. Yeah. Um, That's what I wanna try. I didn't get to try that because I didn't know, cause I didn't flip the menu over to look at the back and all the beverage op-
2: options, but that froze sounds good. Frosé, the, the, the taste is good. We're still, we have to work on the consistency of it. It was almost too frozen when we uh, served it the second day. And so we're just working on some of those, but it's very, it's, I was drinking it by the gallon, so. Yeah, we were all drinking Oh, it. I'm getting so <laughs>
1: hungry <laughs> for, for delicious food. I'm so tired of cooking it. Yeah, all. Mission
2: home. accomplished.
1: He's a, he's a really good cook though. So at least we have that.
2: Oh, you are? Oh, the secret is out. Oh. yeah, You're hired.
0: <laughs> I might take you up on
1: that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about, we talked about the window. So what are your hours of operation going to be uh, when you start on May 1st, which is Friday?
2: Yeah, we're going to do, um, we've changed our hours and from what they typically are. And we're just going to do 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. So just to keep it really simple so people, you know, you don't, oh, they open different times on different days, just 11 to 8, Monday through Sunday. And are
0: you are bringing back some of the staff or are you, you two are winging it? We're actually
3: bringing back all of the staff. Um, we have one week we're kind of ramping up to it. So there's three people that won't be coming back next week, but then the week after that they'll be on the schedule. Um, but we're not going to be, they're not all going to have full-time hours just because and the dining room isn't open. It's a different business model. We don't need as yeah. many hands, but we're going to give them
2: as many hours as we can. Um, we were, ma- and every everybody that worked for us was maxing out on hours. That, I mean, we were so busy, and so, and it was hard to find good people. And so, we'll bring. Yeah, it's just not. They're not going to be the same hours just yet, but I think we'll get back up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you will. I, you know, we're, this is just the first stage, so um, I think that we'll, we'll hopefully be be back to normal by at least at the most the end of the summer hopefully so
2: yeah we hope so
0: well you heard it here first yeah (laughs) step by step right you
1: know what you guys are great and you know you're so positive and you know that's what it takes to succeed to be able to pivot and think out of the box and you know nobody in this world that has like Made success did it didn't come at a price you know they they all had struggles right. and and that's what's gonna help build your business much stronger.
2: You need to hear that like once a day in a positive. <laughs> <episode.
1: Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna record this and just yeah. keep playing.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, you got this. Yeah. I promise you. I have faith.
0: So
3: and we're
1: cheering you on all the way. You know.
0: So is there anything else we should know before uh, before going into reopening?
2: Uh no I would say that you know we um. We have the takeout window. You can order um, at the window on site, and we have seating that is space so you can sit and wait and shade. Um, you can also order on our website. We have a really great um, ordering system, at www.eathungrypants.com. You could call ahead your order um, as well. And then if you want to go, uh, curbside pickup, you just let us know, we'll run it out to your car. And then we also have delivery through Uber Eats, uh, Grubhub, Postmates, and DoorDash. And we just installed Apple Pay today. So Ooh. now it's contact. Wow. Just a yeah. tap. Yes. Yeah, tap, tap. Um, also, not this first weekend, but the following, we'll start um, a modified brunch menu for takeout. Oh. So we'll do some teasers and there'll be some fun collaborations with some popular local Orlando bakeries on there, too. Um, but, yeah, it's that's really, it's really it. Also, if you don't already follow us on social media, please do, because... This really helps get the word out. And if you do follow us on social media, um, you know, a little double tap on an Instagram post or a share really goes a long way. It's word of mouth. Even when we first did this podcast, we found so many followers and eventually customers just from the podcast. So, um, you know, we're uh, on Instagram, we're at eat hungry pants. on Facebook, we're at facebook.com backslash eat hungry pants.
0: Well, we will definitely, I will be seeing you guys this weekend. I don't know if Stephanie is working or not, but.
1: I think I might be off Sunday.
0: You can get her a
2: to-go box. I For want, sure. all I
1: want is cupcakes and <laughs> maybe poly tots if that's on the menu. And a
2: biodegradable straw and some meat <laughs>
1: Yes,
0: cake. <laughs> Miso well, cake. Thank you guys so much. We love that you're in the community and we're happy to have a follow-up. I'm sorry that the follow-up had to be kind of this topic, but I think there's silver lining to everything and there's there's a lot of positivity out there still. You just have to, you know, look for it and find it. And I think you guys have and we appreciate you coming on.
1: And let me know when you're free to come do all my hanging and the, the, <laughs> the shelves and whatnot, you know.
3: You gotta All be right. careful. I might complicate it. Whenever
2: we get <laughs> into an argument, I'll just send them your way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Sound day.
0: All right, guys. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. Follow us on Instagram at Orlando Out of Context. Instagram is where you can connect and interact with us, as well as see photos and videos related to this week's episode.
1: Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio.